You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, episode 117. I say that these books are actually for adults and I'm going through the kids to get to the adults. And that's how I integrate this into my leadership development coaching because it's all around bringing emotional wellness. And if as a leader, I have access to my emotions and I know how to process them in a responsible way, it's going to make me far more effective. And that's the conversation I like to have with adults and with kids. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler. It's always heartwarming to have you join us. We have a super inspirational, exciting show for you today. So get ready for that and we'll talk more about that in just a minute. I'm wrapping up a week of energy and transformation. My youngest son just got in his car and headed back to school this morning for the second half of his junior year of college. My older son was home last night for dinner from his apartment. He's loving having his own apartment and yet still being close enough to be able to come home for dinner occasionally. And for those of you who have been praying for and supporting the journey that we've been with my mom through her her health difficulties. I'm super excited to share that she's beginning to experience some progress and and that your prayers and your well wishes have been so appreciated in this journey that she's had in responding to her her health challenges. So thank you for that. And that sort of ties in with all the things that I've been going through this week, including being the speaker for the ICF North Texas chapter yesterday. We explored overcoming self-defeating beliefs and how both ourselves and our clients can put barriers in the way towards our goals or where we're wanting to get. And that very much ties in with what we're going to talk about today with our guest, Christy Mann. Now, you will immediately feel the energy of Christy in the interview today. She is energetic and enthusiastic about learning and growing and expanding her own consciousness and sharing her learnings of her journey. And one of the things that is such a gift that she's giving us today is talking about how she had a dream and what she did to make that dream come true. So she's going to share her creative process with us today around how she created The Adventures of Little Sass, which is a series of personal development books for young people but really opens up the conversation for people of all ages about our emotions, and how being open to those emotions opens so many doors to our own development and growth. Now, Christy had this dream. She didn't know exactly how she was going to make the dream come true, but she dove into it. And she shares that 
personal journey with us today in a way that I think all of us can tap into when we have when we have a vision and we want to bring something forward how to push forward and move into it even if and maybe especially if we don't have all the answers right away how stepping into that can begin to open doors and open opportunity christy is a proud member of CTI's faculty. For those of you who are unaware of what CTI is, it's Coach Training Institute, and that's the world's oldest and largest in-person coach training school. Christy's going to talk to us about her work with leaders around emotion, and as I mentioned, this journey that she took to bring to fruition a dream that she had in this movement to bring emotions back. So I won't make you wait anymore. Let's go to our interview with Christy Mann, and we'll see you on the other side. Christy, welcome to the Star Coach Show. It is wonderful to have you join us. Thank you, Meg. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for including me in what you're up to in the world. Well, and what you're up to in the world is really, well, multifaceted. And we chose a particular subject to zone in on today that is so key to both our audience in their own self-care as well as the work that we do with clients. So it was well worth sort of, let's take that out of all the wonderful things that you do and focus in on that. Ah, thank you. So if I were to, you know, say, Christy, what was it that motivated you to this movement that you believe in? And can you describe that a little bit to us? Yeah. All right. So Last year, I launched the movement to bring emotions back. And what's important to it about the movement to me is that I want all of us, adults and children, to be able to access our emotions and have our emotions in a responsible way. And I came about it like one through my own journey. So when I was 13, my dad went to jail. And I was thrust in a leadership position at a really young age wow. in my house. And I stuffed my emotions down because there really just wasn't space for them. And it wasn't until in my late 20s that I started to do some healing work. I started doing some therapy. I found coaching. Mm-hmm. I did my coach training. And then I got into leadership development. And my own journey of learning how to bring my emotions back and how to have them in a responsible way is what I wanted to share with the world. And so the adventures of little sass are about this little girl who goes on adventures to learn how to be with her emotions. And those books. So little sass is a character that you've created and have written and published these beautiful books that how do you see those books being used? Well, in a few different ways. I have a really big vision for all of this. So obviously to like start, I want them to be in every home where adults and children are reading about a particular emotion and the back of each book, there's a discussion guide so that they can be in conversation about that particular emotion. My higher dream is that there's animation. There's an actual cartoon show that, you know, there's a lot of cartoons out there and Mm -hmm. it's just not good content. 
it's not good content. So this is like some really cool characters that have an important message to share. I'd love for there to be a video game and ultimately a curriculum where we bring adults and children together to learn how to have a healthier relationship with their emotions. Currently, there's some supporting merchandise, which and part of the bigger vision would be to have even more merchandise. So mm-hmm. in the books, Little Sass gets a red cape from her neighbor who's a healer and tells Little Sass, you'll have sad days, angry days, joyful days. Use this cape to feel your emotions. That's your right as a human being. And so there's emotional wellness badges for those of you that can not see us right now. I'm just holding them up. There's one for joy, one for anger, and one for sadness. And what you do is when you get your cape is once you've read the book and you've had that powerful discussion, you stick the emotional wellness badge on your cape. And my vision would be that little sass goes on every single (laughs) adventure with every single emotion. Oh, how wonderful. And your cape is filled. So sort of yeah. like when you're watching college football games and the, I don't know what the stickers are on their helmets, but some of the helmets are just filled with stickers. So, you know, exactly. Little Sass's cape is just filled with all these permission to feel all these emotions. You got it. You got it. And I want that for adults and kids. So we have capes for all shapes and sizes. <laughs> oh, that is wonderful. And yeah. I know that you do leadership coaching as well. You talked about that. So how do you factor in your movement to bring emotions back in with your leadership coaching? Yeah, that's cool. It's the other way that this movement was created because I work with adults. I mainly do organizational work work with leaders inside organizations, and I train internal coaches inside organizations. And, you know, this is no surprise to most people. As adults, we're really cut off from our emotions. No. And, no. <laughs> no, when did and, that happen? When did that happen? Right. In observing and witnessing and just being a part of, you know, working with so many people, I noticed that when people start talking about the children in their lives, and if their child or a niece or a grandkid or someone that they're close with is struggling mm-hmm. with their emotions, the adult will go there. They will, people will do anything for their kids. Exactly. And so they'll, they're willing to look at their emotions if it's in service of the children in their lives. So I say that these books are actually for adults and I'm going through the kids to get to the adults. And that's how I integrate this into my leadership development coaching because it's all around bringing emotional wellness. If as a leader, I have access to my emotions and I know how to process them in a responsible way, it's going to make me far more effective. And that's the conversation I like to have with adults and with kids, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. And well, how responsive do the leaders that you work with tend to be to that kind of communication? When I go through the angle of children, there's uh-huh. a real responsiveness because what, you know, what we're doing is we're hitting what really motivates people and mm-hmm. it is the well-being of the children in their lives. And mm-hmm you know, when I don't, there's a lot more resistance, specifically inside organizations, right? A lot of your listeners probably do work inside organizations. And we've got a long way to go to really humanize the workplace. And that's my other quest in the world is really to bring emotions back and then to humanize the workplace so that people feel like they can bring their whole self to work so that we're not compartmentalized beings. And that at work, you know what, I'm sad for a moment. I can bring up that emotion. But it doesn't make I know- me any less effective. It doesn't make me any, you know, like not appropriate for the role or appropriate. It is part of us being whole. You got it. 
You got it. And we're so much more effective when we have, when we give ourselves permission Mm -hmm. and we're in spaces where there's like an allowance of that. So, I mean, that's what I want more of for all the people I work with and and me, all the people in my world. I just want people to have access to their emotions and not to have a vulnerability hangover every time there's an emotion that comes up, you know? And yeah. I, I could go on and on because I'm really passionate about this. No, I, I love it. So yeah. and when you have been able to tap into that and begin to open the possibility and the permission to emotions, what kinds of impact are you seeing with your clients? Hmm. I'm seeing people have a deeper connection to themselves, which then translates in their relationships with those around them. You know, and I think as a culture, we are just yearning and craving for intimacy, deep, deep intimacy in a way that we feel seen Mm -hmm. and in a way that we feel we have the courage to truly see others. And by, you know, having a conversation around our emotions and getting into better relationship with them, it's a portal to greater intimacy with ourselves and with others. Which is a great segue into the focus that we sort of picked today, which is how do we as coaches create that space for ourselves, create the space of self-care and sort of self-examination or connection versus always giving, giving, or being available to others. So that's sort of my paraphrase of what we were going to kind of dive into. And how do you see coaches being able to do that, to begin to create a space for how are we going to self-care to be able to be available to others? Yeah, that's it. I think about this a lot because I think about what I had to do in order to create this and birth this project. Yes. And and one of the things that you're pointing to and that we've talked about and that I've noticed is that as in this profession, we're always holding space for others to process their emotions, to pursue their dreams. And it's really important that as coaches, we're creating space for ourselves to do that. So some of the things that, that I had to do was say no to certain, certain things and create space for writing, create mm-hmm. space for dreaming up this character and, and the bigger vision. I needed to connect to the parts of myself that really are informing this project and this movement, you know, so that it was authentically birthed and not just coming from a place of like, got to get it done. And this was a goal, but more from an authentic heart centered place. And so I think as coaches, it's really important that we have coaches or therapists or other um, like a network around us that we can go where we can process and explore our dreams And then it's important that we carve out time for ourselves every day to continue to do those things when we're not with the people that are helping us do that. I think that's a big part of it. So when you talked about carving out time to do your dream, to focus on the creative project that you felt drawn to with your passion and your heart, and I would assume that when you were cutting time out to do that, they were having to say no to other things, like you said, but some of those things that you might've had to say no to might've been income producing. So I, I hear sometimes with the coaches that I work with, it's hard to say no to this project, or it's hard to say no to this particular client, even if, even if they're not filling me or, or it's not a, it doesn't feel like a win relationship for me. 
because it's, yeah. I, I'm fearful to say no to that income or that opportunity. I'm just wondering how that lands on you and what your thoughts are about that. Yeah, that's it's interesting. How I look at it is when we have the courage to say no to things that aren't feeling aligned or creating a sense of fulfillment, it creates space for what's really supposed to be there. You know, and that takes courage because we are very much conditioned that there needs to be a certain amount of money and and I want to be realistic. There does, you know, right. and we, we have do need to be, yeah, we don't want to go living yeah. under the expressway. Yeah, not at all. We have yeah. responsibilities. <clears throat> we have, we have things we need to take care of and there needs to be a willingness to take that risk and to have the courage to say no to some of these things that aren't feeling aligned so that we do, we can let in what's actually really wanting to happen. And that was something that I had to do. And I was fortunate I didn't have an, a hit to my income, but I had to create a new paradigm of how I bring value in the world. Because oh. in my old paradigm, the way I brought value was very much by, I was running a business unit inside CTI doing organizational work. And the paradigm was that I bring value by closing deals and doing and doing and doing. And then I was asked to step up into a a greater level of leadership and really coach and train and direct others. And so just like the people we work with, I had to go through that paradigm shift of, oh, wow, I bring value by doing this stuff that I love and that I do with my clients and I get to do with the people that I worked with. And so it was really just allowing that to unfold and allowing myself to experience myself in different ways. Mm-hmm. And now, Meg, I wouldn't go back. <laughs> I wouldn't go back because this actually is a better use of me. But it was hard to let go of how I had identified I brought value to the world. And yet you're to a place now of realizing this is my value. This is my passion. This is what, and what was it like for you when you had your books completed and you can see them in physical, I mean, you can hold them and, and see their bright colors and their incredible message. It was, I have not yet birthed real humans. And so it was as close to that experience as that I can intellectually grasp in Uh that I'm just holding up the books for those of you that are um, listening there's three, The Adventure of Sadness, The Adventure of Joy, and The Adventure of Anger, and more to come in 2019. It was like, what? I did this? This happened? This is like a part of me out in the world. And I remember my first book reading was actually at the ICF LA. And it was also excruciatingly vulnerable. Yes. Because I was sharing my work, like, you know, and it was the first time it was really, it was truly from me. Mm-hmm. And it felt like so scary. It felt so scary. And I thought, oh, people going to like it? Are they going to reject me? Are they going to reject, you know, this concept, this idea? And, you know, there'll always be lovers and there'll always be haters. That's the truth about the journey that we're on. And right. But it's been really well received and people have been super supportive and it's definitely been a peak experience of my life. Well, congratulations for that and for what you have brought forward. I'm curious if you would be interested in sharing just a little bit about 
what it takes to kind of put together a physical product. I mean, they're they're beautifully illustrated. Do you draw as well, or did you did you write and have to find a, an illustrator? I mean, there's many things that people might be thinking. Wow, how did Christy even grab hold of that? Yeah, well, and you know, Meg, it's like one of those things that when we set out on a quest, like. Once I got into it, I was like, oh, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know anything, right? So I had the vision of the movement, like the idea of like, I just want people to be in conversation about their emotions. And then this character started to emerge in me. And then I started to form the stories in my head. And then one day I just sat down and I wrote all of them. Like they, they really just came out. Because it was spot on to what you were supposed to do. You got so it. They there flowed was from you. They flowed from me. And then and then the journey really began where I was like, okay, now what's next? I needed an editor. So I worked with an editor who really sh- helped me shape the story and the characters. And then, of course, refined my language and my punctuation and all of those things. And then I needed some support in learning how to self-publish. I've self-published and I, I started a, my own company called Uplevel Productions, which the, the vision for that is to help other coaches thought leaders, healers, bring their art out into the world, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm the guinea pig, so I'm, I'm learning how to do this. So then I found a, a brilliant marketing partner who had experience in self-publishing. So the books are available on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And so I learned that whole process. Oh, I missed a step. Then I worked with an illustrator. I was going to say, I, I was thinking, yeah. oh my goodness, so you also are an illustrator? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Not at, not at all. Not at all. No, I'm a writer, not an illustrator. So I worked with, um, that was an interesting process too, because I like, auditioned different illustrators. And I bet. Because this is your like heart and soul. You don't just give it to somebody who doesn't share your vision. You don't. And... To your point before about us having to make decisions from a financial standpoint, I did have to compromise some things in order to birth this baby. Mm -hmm. You know, there were illustrators that I worked with that were at a higher caliber, or maybe they grasped the vision, like more, like more of what was in my mind, but I had to make some business decisions, you know, Mm -hmm. so that I could actually get my work out in the world. I am happy with the final product. And if I could illustrate, things might look a bit different. You know, so that's, I think, part of what's important for people to know is that the creative process is also about letting go of some of the, the vision we're holding in order to collaborate, to co-create, in order for the thing to be birthed. If not, then it just stays within us, you know, and that's not the purpose. Right. So I worked with the illustrator and then I found a great marketing partner who helped me with the self-publishing component and the marketing component. I have a marketing background, so that part was has been super fun for me. And we did some really cool launch events, one in my hometown at the local library and then one at the Venice Roller Rink because little Sass is a roller skater. And Mr. OG, who's one of the characters in the books, he is one of her mentors. He's a real person who's taught me how to roller skate. He came out, we had friends and family all in their little sass capes and we were roller skating and dancing and we had a big photo shoot and that was a really, really proud day. So, and now the journey continues, speaking to wonderful people like you and your communities and continuing to get the workout in the world. And then now seeing like what direction does it want to go in and knowing that I, like, I'm the mom and it's right. more just like keeping it safe and keeping it going. Right. So, Keep, yeah. 
and keeping it on the path that you you know is is right for it. That is so exciting. And, and I shared with you that my first several years of being a therapist were working with children in, in their families, starting in inner city Detroit, and the kinds of messages that you're sharing needed to be heard by children and their parents and their aunts and uncles and, and you know, the, the whole village. So the thank whole- you for bringing that forward. And we talk about kids learning their, you know, math and arithmetic and reading and writing and whatever the three R's are, but that E needs to be in those three R's because really and truly, we talk about emotional intelligence for adults through the assessments and those kinds of things, yet when we're kids, we need to be given permission to feel and grow and understand that cape of emotion, huh? I, you know, I I think all of us who are coaches probably experienced something as kids where emotions were not allowed. And it's part of the reason why we pursued this path because we, you know, took that first course or got coached and it was like, wow, it feels so good to be witnessed and not fixed, you know, or not told that you can't be that way or have that feeling. And so, yeah, I I think a hundred percent, like this is at the root of, of a lot of, of what we do. And it just struck me how much your message and your passion and this movement fit in with the whole concept of human beings being whole and resourceful and creative. And let's just start the conversation, whether we're starting that conversation with a child or a family, or whether we're starting that conversation with a leader across the table from us in a coaching session who just hasn't given themselves permission to tap into those emotions. You've got it. That's a great bottom line of it. It's brilliant. So as we wrap up our time together, which absolutely flew by, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you would like people to know? You know, I think we've covered a lot of it. I, I think what's just for your, your listeners, what I really want for them is to have access to their emotions you know, and to feel safe to be an emotional being. And so whatever that takes for them, right, we all have our different methods and ways to go about that. I just, I want that so badly for everybody in our world, because life is so much more rich and fulfilling when we experience all of ourselves. So I think that's, you know, what I would share. And if the the books entice people, I think I've mentioned where they can find them on Amazon. And, you know, I'm really happy to just be a resource around this topic. Oh, absolutely. And and the names of the books, again, you, you have a website dedicated to that as well. And so how would people get a hold of that? Great. So www.lilsass.com, that's spelled L-I-L-S-A-S-S. So you can go to the website or you can go on Amazon and just Google Lil Sass and she'll pop up. And there's the three books and then the supporting accessories, the capes and the emotional wellness badges. So that's where we started. And like I mentioned, there's more to come. So if you know, if you become a fan, let us know which emotion you want little sass to go on an adventure on. Because maybe there's an emotion in your household or at your work that people are struggling with that if we created some content around it, it would be helpful. Great, great stuff. So thank you so much for sharing your special brand of brilliance with us and helping us give ourselves permission to A, make the space to be creative and take care of ourselves and tap back into those emotions 
and allow our clients to do that as well. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Meg. Thanks for doing what you're doing. This is so helpful for all of us coaches. Thank you. My pleasure. It was so energizing to spend time with Christy, focusing on the movement to bring emotions back, the adventures of Lil Sass, and how Christy made her dream come true and how that dream will continue to grow. If you want to know more about Christy Mann, the adventures of Lil Sass, or any of the information we talked about today, go to the resource page at starcoachshow.com and you'll be able to access that information as well as looking at the show notes on the homepage of starcoachshow.com. Now, while you're on the site, you might want to sign up for the ongoing book giveaway. We're currently featuring Mindful Stepping from Fine to Flourishing from Eileen Schaefer. It's a deck of cards that are focused on positive psychology and things you can focus on while you are walking. I want to thank you for being a listener and hope that you enjoy the show and would be willing to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Every positive rate and review we receive increases our visibility to other coaches, other people who need to hear what our guests are bringing to the show. So thanks for being a listener and come back next week where we continue to share strategies, tools, and resources for professional coaches. Until then, this is your host, Meg Rentschler, wishing you the very best for your coaching success.